revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm. Good morning and welcome to Medicine on Call. This is Dr. Elena George, and we're all about living in the solutions. Today, my show is going to be a little bit different because I want to give an update on our healthcare system. We are approaching 2019, where the healthcare mandate is scheduled to be uh, the tax associated with it abolished, essentially, and it will drop to zero. There's an extraordinary event that just happened. A federal judge in Texas today on actually overturned the Affordable Care Act and has ruled that is it is unconstitutional. And it's kind of an interesting way that this has unfolded. When it got passed, Justice Roberts was the deciding vote, uh, basically using the argument that the Affordable Care Act was constitutional because it was a tax and the fact that Congress had the power to levy taxes made the the law come into effect. And, you know, there's a lot of talk before about how it, it really wasn't a tax. And it was kind of ironic that they would use the argument that you could be taxed and therefore you can be compelled to buy a product that you otherwise couldn't afford. The way the government, the, the uh, Trump administration configured the taxes in their in their overhaul of the tax of the tax law made the mandate null and void essentially so it was no longer a mandate when that dropped meaning that you weren't going to have to pay a tax by definition that overturned that was the, the logic about overturning the affordable care act which is actually pretty it was i don't know it was pretty elegant the way it was achieved we've been fighting for years now almost eight years, to have this law, those of us who have been against it, trying to get it overturned, get it removed, get it changed in some way that was going to be beneficial to doctors and patients. And this law or this ruling in Texas actually does it in a one fell swoop, which is really fascinating. I know that it's going to be appealed, most likely. A district attorney in California is, I think, already on record as stating that they're going to try to appeal this. But I'm not sure how long that's going to take to work its way up to the Supreme Court. What we do know is that the underpinning of the Affordable Care Act has just been pulled. That coercion that it was based on to make you literally have to pay for something that you couldn't afford to use is, I think it's a win-win for patients, for doctors, for people who actually have the Affordable Care Act, quite frankly. I talk to patients daily, and one of the things that's been a real, I would say, an unforeseen pain to the patient has been the out-of-pocket expenses. We've talked about it on the show multiple times, the fact that you have increasing deductibles, out-of-pocket costs, and they've just continued to spiral out of control. This is actually the first year after the removal of the mandate and the offering of other insurance products, that the actual cost hasn't risen as high. And in some cases, I think it's also dropped. One thing that is really interesting is that less people are actually purchasing the Affordable Care Act. So people are going not going to the marketplace, and they've had a significant drop-off of people who would want, want to buy the product. That just goes to show you, if you really want to be honest, that it really wasn't very good to begin with. And just to revisit this, for those of us who don't, those of you who don't listen to my show, this was never written by doctors. Patients and doctors had nothing to do with this bill. And it was a special interest boondoggle from the get-go. It was a pay-to-play, and those that were sitting around the table definitely made out like bandits. <laughs> the farm, big pharma did. The insurance companies did. The hospitals did. Everybody got a kickback in order to 
bring this to the market. And it promised things that were never, ever going to happen. 30 million people, you know, extra people covered, paying less and getting more in a system that's built on false charges, inflated fees, and decreased access. I mean, just think of how the system has gone on. Less people have been able to actually access the system. Yes, it does help some people, but those people would have been helped by Medicare or Medicaid from the get-go. And what the Affordable Care Act actually was, and they finally admitted it, was an expansion of Medicaid. It was designed to be Medicaid for all. And they basically pulled people in by promising subsidies. What they never told folks were that if you make more money, uh, the next year, you have to pay the subsidy back. We're going to tax you after the fact. And nothing is for free. And it actually encouraged people not to work. Grant, granted, the economy wasn't too great back in the day, you know, eight years ago anyway, but there really was not very much of an incentive to actually go and get a good job because, one, the subsidy would be pulled away, and, two, you'd have to pay back what you got. And it's one of those things you have what, as a... Uh, Nancy Pelosi said you had to pass it to find out what was in it. I think people found out the hard way about what this this really meant. And it's literally made, uh, I, th- I think it's broken the health care system. We have seen a the beginnings, or I should say it's not even beginnings anymore because it's in full swing, monopoly, a uh, system of monopoly in the health care system. You now have four you know, major health insurance plans. There were dozens before that. You had hundreds, thousands of rural hospitals. Those have dwindled. Community hospitals have closed. Even private hospitals have become systems, so they're pack-manning each other. They're too big to fail at this point. And the private doctors over the past eight years has been a real decimation of independent practice physicians where we can't afford to stay open because we're the competition to the hospitals and they've done their darndest to put us out of business. Whether that be negotiating contracts with insurance companies that pay hospitals several times more than what the independent doctor gets. And I'm talking about apples to apples. An office visit in a doctor's office that's independent is paid at a lower rate than a doctor's visit in a hospital. But they get the benefit of having price opacity. So they can charge whatever they want. They can put on a facility fee. They can charge you for equipment used in the office, even though it's owned by the doctor or the hospital. And it's just just a, you know, a smorgasbord of tacked on fees that you have no idea what they are until you get presented with the bill, which again reminds me of the Nancy Pelosi statement. You have to pass it to find out what's in it. In this case, you have to have the service to find out what's in it. I, I challenge anybody who's going to get a CT or any kind of blood work in a hospital setting to ask the person or the entity how much the, the product, the, um, the thing is before you have it. And I wonder if they'll be able to tell you how much it is. I bet you they'll not be able to tell you what it is and until you get socked with the bill. Same thing with the emergency rooms. Same thing with their urgent cares. I mean, this is a, this is a system that's designed to force people to buy a product with no choice involved. They don't want you to have a choice. They don't want you to know that it's cheaper to access the health care system by finding an independent doctor, an independent outpatient surgery center, an independent radiology center or lab. They don't want you to know that it's a fraction of what they're, what they're charging you in the hospital system. But, you know, I digress a little bit here. I mean, ultimately, what the free market healthcare system by design has been systematically dismantled. And the, now the pendulum has swung quite away back towards the center. And I believe that as we move forward, and this is the good part about this Affordable Care Act dying, is that we can rebuild this thing in a better way. They always use scare tactics to make people do what they want. Now the big scare tactic is pre-existing conditions won't be covered. That's what their mantra is going to be, the proponents of the Affordable Care Act. 
in actuality, if you have a pre-existing condition now, you still are being discriminated against, more so, because you don't have a choice. So they won't cover your your experimental procedure. You know, they call it experimental. Now they, you get admitted to the emergency room, and they won't pay for it because they say it's not really an emergency, but only they get to decide what an emergency is. I mean, these are the games that are being played. So even if you have a pre-existing condition or you need a medication, you are still being denied, rationed, priced out, but there's no recourse. What we need is a parallel system that will actually put pressure on this system that currently exists to play the game right. If you know, if the patient knows that, hey, you know, I can go somewhere else and I can speak, I have, I have the, the ability to have time with a physician that they'll be able to listen to me, to actually know, get to know me, and it's not going to be seven minutes and out the door, and I'm not going to just get a prescription written with someone typing on a computer and not even looking at me. Maybe I want to choose another option where I'm in control. Imagine if a tenth of us, did not even have to be half of, of the population, a tenth of us decided to withdraw our consent from this kind of system, I guarantee you it would change. And that's what they don't want. That's It's knowledge, and knowledge is power. And in this instance, it can save your life. And we've talked about it on the show multiple different ways, but right now I want to give you the bigger picture. And before we, we, we um, go on, I want to take our first break. You're listening to Medicine on Call. From treatment of sinusitis with balloon dilation to minimally invasive office procedures to correct snoring, Peachtree ENT Center offers state-of-the-art care. We also specialize in price transparency. You'll know the cost of our ENT services before they're rendered, whether you have a high deductible plan or no insurance at all. Make an appointment today to find out why Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. Call 404-591-9100 or visit us at peachtreeentcenter.com. Are you having problems with persistent bad breath, constant throat clearing, hoarseness, a cough that won't go away, a sore throat, or a feeling that something's always stuck in your throat? Why not find out what the problem is so it can be fixed? At Peachtree ENT Center, we believe in taking time to work with our patients as a team to get to the root of the problem. Make an appointment today to see why Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. Call 404-591-9100 or visit us at peachtreeentcenter.com. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. This is Dr. Elena George. You know, before the break, I was trying to give an overview of how the system has become so overwhelmingly corrupt. There is basically, there's no oversight. You expect that the, the government, the people who crafted the law, would try to put safety guards in place to keep people from being gouged, to actually do what the, what the law said it was supposed to do, which was to be affordable. That has not happened. And before the break, I was talking about the different, the ways the system has become corrupt. One is the lack of choice. Just, I mean, we've seen a consolidation. Now there's, a, there's silos of, of, of care, basically. The insurance companies have purchased the retail pharmacies. The, they also have a... A, a relationship, strong relationship with the pharmacy benefit management companies. So think about how this works for a second. Just critically think. You have a drug company. You're selling a, a particular product. The pharmacy benefit management company, which is one version of a middleman, comes to you and says, I'm going to get your product into every pharmacy um, that we cover we're going to get it on the formulary of an insurance plan, and we're going to make sure that everybody that can, can buy it, hospitals, et cetera, will buy your product. But for that, we're going to want to have a piece of the pie, a kickback. It's legal because of Congress 
you know, crafting a law that was designed to be, what quote, a safe harbor to help patients, you know, save money. But in actuality, it produced a fiefdom of these private entities. I think they make $300 billion or something of that nature in profit. I mean, so they're pulling from the big pharma companies. They're pulling. They also have a relationship with the insurance company. Oh, we'll get you a, a, a medication that... You know, you have the different tiers, tier one, tier two, tier three, the preferred drugs, and we'll get them to you at a discounted price from the big pharma company. But we're going to take a cut for doing that, for doing you guys a favor. So they're making money on both ends. So you have them. And this is so sick the way it works out. It's so complicated, but it's sick at the same time. So you've got these two people or these two entities making money on each other. Then the hospitals get involved, and they start to carry the drug as well. But every rebate that happens, they're going to get money back. So if you decide to carry a product for your hospital, your administrators are going to get, or your CEOs, the hospital infrastructure, will get money back for carrying that product. Meanwhile, every but every hand that's poked out, the price goes up, and you have the, the, what do you call the employer who purchases a, a self-funded plan from that insurance company. And that insurance company tells the employer, we're going to help save you money on your, on your member's drug costs. And we're going to give you the list of drugs that are, we think that you should, or that are preferred, that you're going to save money on. This drug may be $100,000. Just Let's make it easy, $100 to make, but it's being sold at $10,000. So the insurance company will pay, I don't know, 8000 for it, or maybe 5000 and then they'll tell the employer that we actually saved you money. We saved you a couple thousand, and they're going to get a percentage off of that. Everything is based on a tiered system of supposedly saving money and making money based on the savings. When you have a system based on that, there's no there's no sky's the limit to how much you want to charge because the more you charge, the more you quote discount, the more you quote save the person and you get a percentage of what you quote saved. It's a complete scam and the price of the drug is $100. But it's inflated over and over again with each successive middleman and the patient is paying for it. There's no reason for surgery to be, you know, taking out your gallbladder to be twenty, thirty thousand dollars. There is no reason for that. It should be about five or six. And there's no pressure to change the system. And one of the things that could be done is price transparency. They talk about it in Congress all the time. But does it ever happen? Of course not, because there's also a play to play in that in that situation as well. You know, the lobby groups lobby Congress, these big pharma, hospital corporation, insurance companies, the biggest lobbyists, the top 10 of the top 10 biggest lobbyists, most of them are healthcare related. You know, that's unbelievable amount of money. So now I guess you can understand how the legislation gets crafted, because if you're getting money to help run your next campaign, then you're going to be listening to those people and not your constituent who has cancer, who needs that, or diabetes, who needs to have a, a cost-effective drug, but they're being priced out of the market. They don't care. And the only way that we can actually take our power back is to withdraw our consent. First thing, and I always say this, is for goodness sake, stay healthy. Stop falling into the trap of getting sick by doing or having habits that are really not not good for you, quite frankly not exercising, smoking, drinking excessively, just having a basic unhealthy lifestyle is not helping you, but it's feeding the system big time. And if the big pharma had their way, there would be no supplements. You know, they want to take that out of business. They want you to be on multiple drugs every day for the rest of your life. I don't care what it is, if it's for allergy, if it's blood pressure, if it's for high, um, high sugar levels, you name it, high cholesterol, they will create a problem a problem so that there's a medication as a solution and notice it never cures anything it just manages it so that you can actually just keep taking it ad infinitum this is just a system that's based on control 
honestly, control of your choices, control of what you put in your mouth, control of how how much time you can spend with your physician and what choices they have to treat you. This is not a good system, and it's not making us any healthier. You can see that the mortality rate has continued to drop over the course of the last eight years. We're a developed country. We're, you know, we're a wealthy country. Why are we dropping in terms of life expectancy compared to other countries? Why is the, the infant mortality rate so high? You know, start asking yourself these questions. There's something that's not right about the system. So from that standpoint, this this movement towards moving away from a centralized, a centralized approach to health care is a great thing. And the fact that the Affordable Care Act is being removed, I'm hoping, but at least it's going to have to reconfigure, that gives everybody an opportunity to make some changes, frankly. And one of those changes should be taking your power back as a patient. I've had a lot of folks on the show over the last several months and weeks which talk about alternatives. Everything's out there. And I don't think one size fits all. You may not want to do a health sharing ministry. You may not want to do a direct primary care practice. You may want to do something alternative, something integrative. There's so many choices out there, and that's what removal of the Affordable Care Act does. It allows people to pick something that works for them and their family. And that should be what healthcare is about. Just as a, as a physician, we should have the choice to treat our patients in any way that the patient and we, as a, as a team, decides to give the care. And there shouldn't be these middlemen and these gatekeepers deciding what constitutes a standard of care or evidence-based medicine, because evidence-based medicine, as we've discussed before, you know, these are driven by the big pharma. These are the the experiments, these uh, you know, experiments that are done for these drugs, you know, they're underwritten by the big pharma. The results, as anybody who's taken statistics can tell you, can be questionable at times, where they may not actually be what they say they are, and they get to decide what constitutes the the, the best choice for a doctor to perform. And under the Affordable Care Act, specifically, doctors are being dinged or actually punished for not following, quote, standard of care and evidence-based medicine. It's about being, about medicine's an art just as much as it's a science. And somebody who's been practiced for 20, 30 years who does things a little bit different but has excellent results should be listened to just as much as some pharmaceutical company running these these research protocols that sometimes not necessarily are all that true and their medication may not be the best thing for everybody. They don't even test everybody in these in these um, research groups. So they may not have children, they may not have certain races or ethnic groups, but they're trying to apply the outcome to everybody. And that, as a scientist, that doesn't make sense. And maybe that's one of the reasons we're seeing all these side effects and it's it's amazing how the system works. It's just built on everybody, everything benefiting from something else, like the trial lawyers. I mean, that's a whole nother, another topic. And we notice how they never want to actually rein in the trial lawyers when it comes down to medical malpractice. We have to really start taking a hard look at what's going on in the healthcare system and this show is really designed for people to start thinking outside the box. And on that note, let's take our second break. You're listening to Medicine on Call. From treatment of sinusitis with balloon dilation to minimally invasive office procedures to correct snoring, Peachtree ENT Center offers state-of-the-art care. We also specialize in price transparency. You'll know the cost of our ENT services before they're rendered, whether you have a high deductible plan or no insurance at all. Make an appointment today to find out why Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. Call 404-591-9100 or visit us at peachtreeentcenter.com.
health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out of pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Welcome back to Medicine Call. This is Dr. Lena George. You know, before the break, I was trying to lay out the overview of what's happening in the healthcare system. You know, the problems are there. It's it's structural. It's ingrained. It is legislated in, which is a problem. But one of the things that we have is, as I said before, the power of choice, and about trying to find a solution to this. There are so many new avenues to explore in the healthcare system. And one is the power of the purse. The fact that if you have your own money that you are, are using to enter the system, to access the system, that's the absolute best way to have the ultimate choice, control, and power in this situation. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's talk about some of some of the things that out there that's out there, and I think one of the things that I wanted to really address also is what to expect in the coming year. These are my predictions for the coming year in terms of how to how you can make the healthcare system work for you in the age of the end of the Affordable Care Act. The first thing I would do is to look at my health overall. Are you a healthy person? Do you have multiple medical problems? Do you have a catastrophic illness? These are the three basic, you know, I think, different types of, of health care needs that people have. The direct primary care practice is a really interesting option because it allows people who do have multiple medical problems, chronic medical conditions, in addition to those who don't have any health care problems, a way to access the system that is comprehensive, that will cover you. God forbid you do become a person who has a, you know, a serious medical illness. Imagine having to pay just a flat fee once a month, anywhere on the average is about $60 for an individual, about $120 for a family of four. And knowing what your costs are and their, their, their standards so they don't change, and for that cost, you're able to see your doctor multiple times a year. You're able to get them on the phone, not have to go to an urgent care, which in this day and age, they've been taken over largely by corporations or hospitals. And again, they're not what, they, what they're supposed to be. I get to see people who've seen urgent care, gone to urgent cares, and have been referred to ENT without any treatment at all. If that's one avenue, or they just get a steroid, which is unbelievable. But basically, it's not comprehensive care anymore. It's just a referral service, and they're making money just by seeing you and, and, and turfing you, so to speak, to somewhere else. So it's not really what they're – they're not worth it. They don't even know you. So a direct primary care practice will give you a physician who is your doctor. It's like having a concierge doctor without the cost. Basically, you're not paying thousands and thousands of dollars a year just for the privilege of kind of being in a boutique practice. You're actually seeing somebody who spends time with you, who will listen to you, who will make a plan with you so that, one, you can stay healthy. You, you know, they have doctors who have an integrative approach to their practice, so it's all about not giving you medication, and those that will 
work with you to find nutritionists and other ways that you can actually get off of the medications that you're on. If you do have issues like problems with weight or problems with any other um, any other chronic illness like asthma, <clears throat> high blood pressure, diabetes, they have the means and a lot of the practices to dispense medication. So you're now in a position where you can get discounted medication because you've cut the middleman out. They're not part of a pharmacy benefit management system. They're buying directly from the pharmacy, from the company itself. So you've literally limited the cost of your medications, and that means you don't have to borrow from Peter to pay Paul, not take your medication if you need to daily because you can't afford it. All those things stop happening. And if you stay healthy, you're less likely to end up in an emergency room from the get-go. So this is another strategy that gives you the ability to be seen, to find a problem early, to be referred to a specialist. I belong to a consortium here in Atlanta. It's called HIPNation, H-I-P-Nation.com, and it's a consortium of direct primary care practices who have a direct relationship with specialists in, in the Atlanta environment, probably throughout Georgia at this point. And it's about price transparency. So those particular patients are paying $100 a month to see their direct primary care practice. But if they have to be referred out, they're referred out to specialists who have a cash pay rate. And it's all listed online. So you know exactly what it's going to cost before you come to see the doctor. It's all about knowledge and, and transparency. So there's no hidden charges. Surgeries are discounted. Office visits are discounted. You can see the doctor much faster than the typical system where you're waiting weeks on weeks sometimes to see a specialist. So it ends up being user-friendly, price transparent, and everybody's happy because you've cut the middleman out, and it's all about a direct relationship with each other. And also in the system, the doctors actually speak with each other. So if you get referred a patient from a primary care doctor, they call you on the phone, you talk with the doctor before the patient comes, you know exactly why the patient's being referred. It's just a higher standard of care, which doesn't exist anymore. When I opened my practice in 2001 and somebody referred me a patient, one, I would get a call, and two, I would get a letter telling me what the person was being referred for and what questions they had. And it was very collegial. Everything was one-to-one -one with the physician, that's not happening anymore. So you just get this paper, this referral paper with the diagnosis maybe and the patient's name and nothing. They don't even call you to let you know why they're referring the patient. And on the flip side, as a primary care doctor, I think there are some specialists who, when you see the patient, you don't know what happened. You basically lose them. So you're, you're referring out, you're not finding out what happens to your patient, they're basically lost to you. This is not a system that's good for patient care because the patient should be taken care of instead of being shuttled back and forth. So if you're of the mindset that you really want doctors who are communi that communicate well, that are approachable, this is the type of system I think that you should consider. And frankly, if you have a multiple medical problem, you really want someone who's going to be able to spend time and not just cover one thing at a time. And the system that we have now with insurance plans, if you have multiple questions or multiple problems, they're only going to take care of one at a time. And that's a problem. I mean, if you have a diabetes and you have asthma and you have high blood pressure, how can you have one thing taken care of one at, per visit? It doesn't make any sense. But I think patients overall have unfortunately learned to settle and, and just take it and expect that that's all I get, so that's all I deserve. I mean, you have to have a, a higher level of want for yourself, that you're not going to accept this. And I can tell you, I've said it before, if you stop going to the doctors who treat you like cattle and stop paying money to the system, they do, weigh up, they do wake up when they have less patients in their office, and they'll try to figure out why that's the case, and that will change the system. But the fact that people don't expect to be called back. They don't expect anybody to talk to them. They don't expect anybody to explain this or anything to them. And they settle with 15 drugs and some of them the same class that they're getting. They don't even know why they're taking it. This is, why you, this is what you get. And we all have responsibility for this, physicians and patients. I think now the system is so bad 
and now there's a way, thank goodness, out of it, that now it's time to really make some conscious choices that can actually save you money, make you or help you get healthy, and stay that way. So that's direct primary care. Let's talk about other things a little bit outside the box. I think that medical tourism is going to be a huge change in the healthcare system in the coming year. It's been growing leaps and bounds over the past several years. People, I think, used to be an anomaly that people would leave the country and go get care elsewhere. I think it used to be just for plastic surgery, for example. That's changed. There's a company called MedRetreat.com. It's an American-based company, and it has relationships with doctors all over the world. And I'm aware, and I have spoken and had on my show, um, doctor from or uh, organization called Health City Cayman Islands, and this is it's very close to the United States, one flight, and they do a lot of big-ticket items, and they have excellent results. So everything from open-heart surgery to orthopedics to dental sur- dental procedures, and again, they list their prices online. It includes, I think now they actually have a place for people to stay, like a hotel that's associated with it. So these are all things that you can think outside the box, get a vacation. These are excellent trained physicians, some of them from the United States. This is basically, uh, I think the founder is is from India, but he is a maven and is known um, throughout the world. So we're not talking about going to places where you're getting a substandard level of care. There's been a lot of foreign graduate doctors who trained in the United States, did their residency, but decided to go back home. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're actually getting the same standard of care, but you're not going to pay as much. And the fact that you can get orthopedic surgery, hip replacements for a fraction of what you're paying in the United States, for those that are a little bit more adventurous, is totally reasonable. And the good thing about some of these um, locations is that if you do have a bad outcome, God forbid, they actually correct it for free. Good luck with that in the United States. If you have a bad outcome, you're on your own. But there, they have pride at what, with what they do. So if you get infections, if you have an untoward complication, it's going to be corrected, and you won't have to spend another dime to do it. It's a different mindset, but again, that's an option. The next thing, or next thing I think on the agenda for what to expect coming down the road It's going to be simple cash pay practices and where it's just straight cash. You pay for the service and you get it. And that's also been very, very popular. And in in a day and age of big data, really important. We already know that Amazon and the rest of these big tech companies have been trying to encroach into the healthcare market. And with that comes your loss of privacy. Let's be honest. Again, talked about it at length on the show, but whatever's an electronic medical record is in a cloud and potentially accessible by anybody. We already know the Affordable Care Act opened up the cloud so that entities like the IRS and HHS could look at your medical records. And the reason they needed to see it, especially IRS, is because if you were getting a subsidy, they had to make sure they knew that you were you were given a subsidy appropriately and they could follow your taxes in order to determine that. So this is, it was never a closed system. Every prescription that's written basically could be sifted through by things that were other than your physician. Like HIPAA, it's not about privacy. It's about all these entities that are able to access your health information. And it's only the doctor, really, that's on the hook if anything happens. But anybody else can get it, and they're not in trouble. Let's take, a, let's take our last break, and then we'll pick up where we left off. You're listening to Medicine on Call. From treatment of sinusitis with balloon dilation to minimally invasive office procedures to correct snoring, Peachtree ENT Center offers state-of-the-art care. We also specialize in price transparency. You'll know the cost of our ENT services before they're rendered, whether you have a high deductible plan or no insurance at all. Make an appointment today to find out why Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. 
Call 404-591-9100 or visit us at PeachtreeENTCenter.com. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. This is a preview, I believe, of what we can expect, the trends that we can expect in our healthcare system in the coming year. Though we talked about um, medical tourism, about direct primary care practices, about cash-based practices, about privacy. And let's pick up with privacy because the cash-based practices, if you really value your privacy, you don't want your health information to be shared, you should go to a website called jointhewedge.com. Every physician on that, on that website takes a pledge to hold their patient's data sacrosanct. Nothing is on the cloud. Nothing is shared with any entity unless the patient says, says to do it. The ability to be, um, have your information hacked is extremely low when it's not on, in a cloud or it's in a paper chart in somebody's office. So for those of us who are, consci- are very conscious or conscientious of keeping their data, their data, then that's, a, that's a, an option that you should think about. You know, the, the thing about HIPAA, it, just to revisit that for a second, I didn't even know myself that thousands of entities have access to your health information. If they're a business, if they have a business agreement, if they have any kind of arrangement with the hospital or the doctor's office and they sign that, that contract with, with that entity, they potentially have access to your health information. They're allowed to do it, but it's amazing how it's an unlevel playing field because you remember the stories of the insurance companies getting the health information hacked or the hospitals, which they don't really publicize very often, but they can have their data and they have had their data hacked and held hostage for ransom. And some strange entity has your health information and they have to pay money to get it released. This is not a safe system if you really, really want to be honest about it. But let's move on. The next thing or the next trend I believe will be pretty, it's getting gaining popularity and it's only going to get more so is telemedicine. And telemedicine has morphed into a more user-friendly strategy. Doctors are now offering telemedicine through their practice. They're, they're no longer just doc-in-the-box doc kind of phenomenon where you just call in and the doctor doesn't know you, they just write your prescription. I was never a fan of that because I think there's a, it's very impersonal and it's not very, I don't think it's good patient care personally. But now we have physicians who are able to offer to their own patients and there is a difference in that. When you've seen the patient, you've examined them personally, and you know them well, you can actually do telemedicine, I think, in a more efficient and, I think, a better manner. So if a patient traveling out of the country and they have a problem, you can actually access your doctor and actually get help. And there's a company called Carry Health, um, com, which maybe you want to look at because the physicians there are board certified. They have their own standing practice. They can only see patients in their state, which means you have the ability, if, you, if you're not their patient, you can become their patient. And then there becomes a different level of um, interaction. And I think it leads to better patient care, less prescriptions written, and actually cheaper. Because if you can't get there because you're working, then you can actually get you can do telemedicine and then follow up later. It's a lot of good things that can come out of it. Um, so those are the, the major things that I see coming online in the next year. And I think and I'm hoping that the next trend will be an, a, a consumer-driven patient, patient as a healthcare consumer who will look at their plans, look at their, their pocketbook and decide to make better decisions for themselves and not doing the same thing expecting a different result. The Affordable Care Act has done a lot of damage to the healthcare system. There's less physicians. There's a physician shortage that's being, uh, it's being predicted over 100,000 physicians. I think 130,000 physician shortage, which is huge. 
that's going to affect everybody over the coming years. That's one reason why you want to stay healthy. But it also means that you need to start being proactive about finding a physician who is all about their patient. We talk about patient-centered care a lot, but what's out there right now, accessing it through the the normal means with the insurance plan, is actually not patient-centered. It's insurance-centered. They're driving the access to the patient, and they're driving the cost to the patient. I actually had a conversation with a a pharmacy rep, or um, not pharmacy, but a um, drug rep, who came to my office, and I was shocked (laughs) what she told me. But it's a small independent pharmacy company. And as I told you before in the beginning of the show, there's relationships now between insurance companies and pharmacies. And she said that one of the big ones, CVS, which I you know, you know, it's been purchased by an insurance company. They will not offer her drug because it's not on their formulary. So they'll tell folks that it's on back order. It's not on back order. They just won't order it. And it's $10 for this prescription. And I know that if I write a prescription for the other antihistamine, it can be upwards of 40 or $50 or more. So what they're, in the, what they're in the business of doing is, is limiting choice for their, their members, their insurance plan members, making them pay more money, and then pocketing the difference. To me, that's a crime. I mean, I, and I said, you know, they're literally pushing you out of the market. That has got to be, you know, against the law, and someone should bring suit. And, you know, her, her argument was, we would love to do it, but we can't afford it. And this is the system that we're in. Now, unless you have an advocate, unless you're your own advocate at this point, it's very difficult to play the game and win the game, the healthcare game. That's, it was never like that. It wasn't like that until about maybe 10 years ago. And the, actually, you know what, it, was, it started to become like that in 2001 when they started with capitation and HMOs. When the insurance companies started covering the first dollar of health care. That was the beginning of where we are right now. This is the culmination of a loss of patient control over the health care dollar. Whoever has, this is the mantra, I've said it a thousand times now, whoever has the pocketbook has the power. If that's the patient, where it should be, that allows the patient to be the consumer to get the best thing that works for them, to have the best service that they want, to shop around, to find a uh, something that will that that they want to do in terms of health care. Well, the insurance company has that power, and increasingly the government that changes. Their objective is different than the patient's objective. The patient's objective is to get healthy and to find an excellent practitioner to take care of them. The insurance company's objective is to collect a premium and hit or stop you or limit your ability ability to see the physician or the healthcare practitioner, and then deciding what constitutes care. The cheaper, the better. The longer you have to wait to get the service, the better. The cheaper the drug, the better. In some instances now, it's more expensive the drug, honestly. Um, but it's basically them deciding winners and losers. There's a problem with that. This is now a system where there's a parallel system that's come online. Everything I just spoke about is the parallel system. Again, let's talk about how you pay for it. We talked about direct primary care. We talked about cash. Let's talk a little bit about outside the box. Medical cost sharing. That's the Christian Sharing Ministries. There's like five of them now. Liberty HealthShare, MediShare, uh Samaritan. These are where individuals across the country pool their own resources and pay for it themselves. Everybody wants to know when I talk on shows about it, how can they afford it? Because they're using the cash-based side of the health care system. Everything I just spoke about with insurance is artificially high. They make up the prices. They make up the facility fees. It's totally fake. But when you go in and say, I'm going to pay cash, cut me a deal, you'd be amazed how much money you save. I said it before again, I'm going to take patients to a freestanding surgery center here in Atlanta, and if they pay cash, it's 70% less than what they're paying for insurance. 
It's the same procedure. I'm the same doctor. We're using the same equipment. But when you cut the middleman out, get rid of the insurance plan, it's a fraction of what it costs. Now, that may not be a big deal if you have a copay and you're paying $60. Good for you. But if you have a deductible of $5,000, $7,500, that's a huge to-do. And that's how you win the game. The, the mindset of, I paid for it, so I have to use it, is completely wrong. That's when you don't want to use your insurance plan. You want to use it only for big-ticket items. You want to use your cash for everything else. I understand you paid a lot for your premium, but does it make sense to continue to pay the deductible? That's just straight money out of your pocket. And the insurance won't kick in a dime until you pay the 7500 the 2500 the 5000 They're not paying anything. You're like double paying in the meantime. So, again, you have to think, put your thinking cap on. You know, be a critical thinker, be a consumer, and stop, you know, just having someone vacuum money out of your pocket. I chose not to do the insurance plan, one, because I want to control my own fate, but I also knew that it was cheaper. So for me, Liberty HealthShare, for example, it's $250 a month for coverage of up to a million dollars per incident per year for anything medically necessary. I'm going to pay $1,000 total out of pocket for the year for things that I should pay for you know, doctor visits, things that are small ticket items. But if I get into trouble, I know that after I pay that thousand, I'm covered up to a million dollars per incident per year, and that's peace of mind. But I also took the step of getting a supplemental policy from Aflac, and that's an indemnity plan where you can just buy a la carte coverage for cancer, for heart disease, for stroke, for hospitalization, for ambulance, for dental, for eye, and you're paying maybe 30, 40 bucks a, a month for that coverage. For example, we have a policy in our office for $250,000 if we ever get a diagnosis of cancer. That's $250,000 coming to me as a check the next day, not to the insurance company. There's a lot of peace of mind when you can control your own fate. And these are some of the things that I want people to start thinking about. This show will continue to be all about the solution in the coming year. I hope you join me. I hope you join me on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, because I'm going to try to give you as much information as I can so you can become an informed consumer to take your power back. I love what I do. I love my patients. I want everybody to have as much power over their own choices as I do. And I want to thank you so much for listening to Medicine on Call and wish everybody uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and also a Happy New Year. I will be having a couple more shows before the end of the year, but I just felt like saying it now. Once again, thanks again, thanks again for listening to Medicine on Call. This is Dr. Elena George. Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm.